Howdy partners. Goodness. Good morning world. Morning everyone. Uh, it's probably it could be nighttime where you're watching this if you're over the northern hemisphere. But it is 10 o'clock New Zealand Standard Time. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Simon and Christy Show. Which is actually about the 15th episode because we yes. did this in um, lockdown for about eight times or seven yeah, times. Yeah, we realised we did quite a few, what was it called? Live chats with Simon and Christy. So we've been doing this Which for a while. Really lame. That's why we <laughs> changed the name. But so good to join you this morning and we wanted to get 10 um of these done before the end of the year so we've got one more coming up a christmas special in a couple of weeks but thanks for joining us thanks for sending in all your questions and topics and we won't get through them all today but we will get through some of them yeah drake's holiday special in two weeks time with the family it's going to be <laughs> we'll good try to get some of the kids to come in think about questions you can ask us because you could ask our kids some questions good morning everyone our daughter is watching from her bedroom wow from the lounge from the lounge, lounge. And Jess, hi Jess, hey Jess, and Nina, and Heather. Welcome. So this is, for those of you that have never seen this or heard this before, Simon and Christy show, um, a couple of crazy pastors from Northland, New Zealand, and just um, yeah, being ourselves in our lounge, um, a side of us perhaps that people don't see when they, if they only see us at church on Sundays. And we try and, we, we talk about the issues. We try not we, to put you off. Yeah, and we try not to put our feet in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, has your week been good, Christy? My week has been very good. Busy. It's I don't know what your guys' life is like at the moment, but as Christmas heads closer and end of year stuff is happening, man, um, your cup was quite loud then on that metal chair. Um, things are just crazy. Like there's end of year things, presentations, gatherings. I was talking yeah, to a friend like, yesterday and they were just like, it's just crazy. It's like an event almost every night. Almost. I know. It's, it's crazy. Like, Absolutely. And we get stressed yeah. out and burnt out. So, but no, it's been good. Good, good week. Um, awesome weekend last weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about do your not week? Do notifications come up on the live thing or not? No. Okay. Um, my week has been good. Simon <laughs> so just had a notification on his phone come up for what was it? I don't know. A bug assault? Yeah, you know that cool ass gun that you shoot flies with? <laughs> we um, won't ever would see that. <laughs> honestly, I'm such a noob with all of this. I don't even know what I'm doing half the time with social media. Anyway, so what's been happening? Um, we had our volunteer awards yes. as a church last Saturday that night. That was so good. Um, we had a 70s themed night. It was an amazing blast. So we, we've done this for the last couple of years where we just have a night where we celebrate with all our volunteers at our church. And we usually have a theme. The first year was like formal. So we had a red carpet, um, everyone dressed up formal. And then last year, what was our theme? Hawaiian. Hawaiian theme. That's right. And that was fun. But this year we did 70s and man, it was a crack up. People dressed up so crazy. And we just do heaps of games and fun and we celebrate some of our wins and people. Thank um, the volunteers. Thank the team. Did some yummy. We did like a, a 70s vibe um, chocolate fountains and dessert station, which was awesome. And there was punch because that's classic 70s. But it was so much fun, eh? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was good. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. We had and Jesus is a friend of mine, lip syncing, karaoke. If you look at my private um, in Instagram, uh, IGTV, I think it's there. It is so funny. It was a great night. And on Sunday, we had an amazing church, amazing church services. But honestly, great, great. everything turned to custard like the whole morning. 
So we... I think it started out though that we were all exhausted from like having a great night the night before. So we're all tired and we had a yeah. big day and then we turned up at church. So the local comp- power company had, um, well, they were doing a lot of major things with the uh, intersection with the lights just down the road from our church. So we knew the power was going to be um, clicked off for a little while. So we had hired a generator. It was all going good. But when we switched over from when the power got turned off and the generator hit in, um, we had sort of forgot that. Um, you know the lighting and the PA system and all, all the that sound stuff, settings will be reset. Um, draws a lot of power, so I think we blew a fuse. Um, Internet was down, so we couldn't, you know, sell stuff at the F-Pos cafe or do down, live stream. Everything, <laughs> nothing was working. And so people were just coming into church, and for whatever reason, we had so many visitors. Everyone decided to come to church last night. Yeah. It was packed. We had no so, car parks for the first service. But it was like a completely <laughs> almost pitch black auditorium, and no one knew what was going on. But we finally were able but to we, start. We were clever. We did. It was an awesome service. And the cool thing was, we had leftover Sundays from the volunteer wards for the kids' church. Oh, kids. A whole lot of like make your own. They think that was amazing. Sundays. And like we had leftover punch. So I think visitors yeah. were like, "Whoa, this church is amazing." They got punch. We for started their like tea. twenty minutes late, and all the people that usually turn up halfway through the worship were able to. They were yeah, so blessed because they had the first song so of the good. worship. It was a cool Sunday. Lives were impacted and it was yeah. really good, but it was so stressful. The poor electrician. I'll let you guys in on the secret because we never have F- FPOS. All the people that got or wanted to buy coffees got them for free. <laughs> Sorry to everyone that got instant because they couldn't afford coffees. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe next time you go and buy a coffee, it'll never be free. Know. You just you never, never know, know if it'll so be free or not. <laughs> It was such a good movie. Um, but anyway, God was good. It was just, yeah. you know, despite all of these things, um, it's amazing. And it usually happens all the time when things happen beyond our control. It's like, God is just going yeah, to have to work this out. He, he does, he, and, he, and he blesses us. So that was a cool, cool it was weekend. A cool weekend. Um, although I don't want to have another power cut like that for a while. <laughs> stressful. Questions and answers. Thank you to all you guys who um, wrote in um, questions for this week. Here they are. Um, we always get an interesting mix of questions. <laughs> Favourite place for coffee in Whangarei? Ooh. I have not, McDonald's? I have not drunk in coffee in over a year and a half. Wow, that's true. You um, haven't had oh, a The coffee. last time was in July last year. Um, and before that, I hadn't drunk coffee for about six months. So the last months. time you had coffee was in Wellington, wasn't it? Yeah, and I got hit by it with a double migraine. That's right. Um, so you've been coffee free for ages. But if you were going to go get like a nice... You drink soy hot chocolate. So if you're going to go get a nice soy hot chocolate, where would you go? I would go to Bocky Boo. Oh, greasing up to Bocky Boo. One million percent. Okay, I'm going to list my favourite places for coffee in Whangarei. If you know you want to get a good coffee. Salt Cafe. Fat Camel does a pretty good one. I drink lattes. Bocky Boo is awesome. Um, Milk and Honey is great. Biggie Bagels is pretty good. Jock Cafe's got gingerbread lattes at the moment. There's quite a few good places in you town. You sound like you have coffees everywhere all the time. I do like a good coffee. There are places I avoid coffees. This is what There's happens. There's probably more. I'm just trying to think. There's a lot of good In our household, places. historically, and I don't know where this started, Christy called, because she's... My birthday is turning, tomorrow, guys. She's turning 45. I am not. I'm turning 43. <laughs> so for whatever reason, it's turned into Christy's birthday week. Okay, guys, please comment if you agree. You need to milk the birthday week out. So all this week. So on Monday, Simon, it's my birthday week. Take me out for a coffee. And then Tuesday, it's my birthday week. Let's go to Bucky Boo. <laughs> it's like Wednesday, let's just drop into Salt Cafe before work. And you know what? We haven't gone out for coffee today. And it's, it's my like, birthday tomorrow. It's your birthday week's keeping me And next poor. week. It's going to be my other birthday week because you've got to book oh, in, so, so book in two, the birthday with so two weeks. Birthday fortnight, and then it'll be birthday month. <laughs> and then birthday year. 
<laughs> okay, tell me if anyone else does that, because I think it's a great idea. Um, anyway. What are you reading at the moment? I am reading two books. Um, because I, I just, I love, as you guys have, have heard. Have you been reading a lot lately? Because you normally no, do a I lot. No, I sort of haven't. I'm sort of getting back into it. How many books have you read this year? Um, almost 30, I think. Oh, that's good. Um, I love World War II stuff, so I'm reading a World <laughs> War II biography at the moment called The Legion of the Damned. Oh, that's a bad About word. a guy who um, went He's AWOL staring. and to, then he, um, to be and then he went in prison and then he became a part of a penal... Um, convict squad, wow. like a suicide mission, true wow. life, that was awesome, um, but I am really loving a book that I'm reading, I don't think it's even <gasps> yes. been released yet, called The God Who's Glad to See You by an awesome friend of ours, Peter Morton, Peter from the River Church in Auckland, and I get, I'm, I'm the VIP. Are you reading like the pre-release version? Yeah. Because I'd like to have a read. What is well, it about? you're not about? special enough to read. <laughs> What's it about? Um, the God who's great to It's see all you. about cool. um, how God wants to spend time with you each day. A lot of people struggle with their, their times alone with God, with prayer, with Bible reading and stuff. So it's just a real down-to-earth, easy-to-read, awesome amazing. resource. When's it going to be released, you know? Um, I think the um, e-book version will be released before Christmas. Wow, that's but exciting. It's, it's going to be awesome. Before I tell you about what I'm reading, I just have to comment on a few comments. We've got someone saying that, our daughter saying dad's impression of mum is pretty spot on. Absolutely. <laughs> do it again. I'm going to do it again. Just take a read coffee. And then we had someone say, definitely milk it. Amen. Definitely milk the birthday week. You need to. You need to make that like lead up and afterwards. Hi, Mariana. Hi, Peter MacArthur. Um, anyone who's hey, down the South Island, go to his church, Elam somewhere. I can't remember South which. South Island. Yeah. <laughs> just, just do a road trip. We've been talking about milking the birthday weeks. Uh, yep. Well, you're talking about Oh, what am I reading? Okay, guys. I used to be the most amazing reader when I was young. I would spend all my Saturdays and constantly reading. When I'm, when I met you. you read Facebook. (laughs) When I met you, you never read. And I remember I bought you a book and you weren't really a reader. And now he's the big reader. And I, I really got back into reading this year, but the last couple of months I have not been doing well. I've been hardly reading at all um but i'm currently reading two books three books actually but the two main ones are um watership down a classic that about rabbits five out of five stars he recommended guys. it i'm struggling guys i i'm struggling to feel the emotion reading about bunny rabbits isn't it sort of like an intelligent read no it's a kid's book <laughs> A guy wrote it for his kids. It's awesome. Um, and the other book I've been reading is Toxic Soul. It's a um, non-fiction. I would recommend it to any pastors as a must-read. It's about a pastor's guide to leading without losing heart. Um, Toxic Soul, so good. Like you're just reading people's stories, and you're like, I'm not alone. This is so good. Um, so both those books are awesome. But I, I have to say, I haven't read for. I, a few weeks now, but a bit of a shocker. But holidays are coming. I'm going to be reading heaps. I Next love reading. Next question. Next. Something you wish you could go back in time and tell yourself. Oh, that's a good For question. For me, it's just learn to be the person that God created you to be. Oh, that's what and I was going to say. I love this analogy. Like, say if I was, God created me to be an apple. There yes. are going to be people in this world that just do not like 
apples. So what do I do? I could pretend to be like a banana because I know that people like bananas. But then if I become like a banana, I'll only be a fake banana um, because I was never created to be a banana. And there are some people who don't like bananas. So what I need to be doing, what we all should be doing, if you keep this analogy going, um, aim to be the best fruit that God created you to be. So if you're an apple... Because that's the thing for me, it was always like, I want to be liked, I want to be affirmed. But man, honestly, even as Christians, sometimes we just clash with different personalities and you try to be liked, but you're never yeah. going to be liked by all people. I would so- that was exactly what be I was yourself. going to say is the thing I've learned is just embrace who you are. Um, I know as a young person, I wanted to try, you know, you try and be a certain way to get accepted or um, be liked. And then even... Um, in ministry world, I'd have people say, you should be like this because mm. you're a pastor's wife or you should do this. But I think just realizing that if I'm the best me and honestly, some people aren't going to like that and that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're the best you, you are an amazing you. So yeah. I really appreciate different people in my life that are just so different. And I, I love it when people just be the best them and, um, grow to into the giftings and things that God made them to be and yeah, don't yeah. try and be someone it's, else. Don't be fake. The best you that God created you to be. Like some people are just eggs. So don't try and be the best egg you can be. What? That doesn't make sense. It is because like, oh, I'm just going to be the best me. And I'm, I know I'm irritable and I know I hate No, yeah, not that. You're right. Attitude, so I'm yeah, just going to be me. You still need to grow. Abrasive. You still need to so, like yeah. do scary things and step out of your comfort zone. But don't try and be someone so else. So if you're obnoxious, just don't try and be the best obnoxious person. But you know what's really hard is it is hard to be yourself when you know people don't really like the way you are. Say you're really shy or... I don't have that problem because everyone likes me. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Maybe there's a couple of people that don't like me out there. Like if you're a bit shy and you... And you're trying to be True. a different way. Like, you do have to make an effort, but sometimes it's just nice to be around people that accept you for the way you are, because then you can relax. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a bit weird. But anyway, I hope that makes you sense. You guys know what we're talking about. I hopefully. hope you do. Hey, Stephen from Scotton. Scotton? <laughs> Stephen from Scotton. Um, we really love our Scottish pastors, and they are in the middle of another lockdown over there. Yeah. Um, so you can't, I don't think you can meet in person, but you can go and check out his church online. Stephen said, be a Kiwi. That's right, Stephen. If we could go back in time and say one thing to ourselves, we would say, be a Kiwi. Everyone be like Kiwis. <laughs> be Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> I bet everyone wish they were Kiwis right now and lived here. What is Renew Church's 5 to 10 year vision? Oh, that's, that's really a deep hard. question, whoever asked that. Um. I just think, to, to really boil it down, um, we understand that the church is made up of people, so the church is a living organism. It's got organization, it has to be, but it's not really like a secular organization. It's a living organism. And as with life, healthy things that are living, they will grow. Um, naturally, they don't strive to grow. If they're in a, in a healthy environment, they will just grow. So I really do believe um, for us as Renew Church, um, it's not really about size at all. It's about being healthy because healthy things grow. And at the end of the day, you can be a relatively small church and have a, a huge life, uh, a world-changing impact and That's a difference cool. in your com- community. So I think for me, um, it's really about being a, an effective light on the hill for our community and for our world and being a healthy church. I think there's lots of different things as a church that we're still continually passionate about, like we want to get better at discipleship and evangelism and impacting our community and and helping teach people in the bible and stuff like that and those are areas will always be like okay we're not happy with this we want to see more of this but then i think churches also can have different calls and giftings on them um 
and like I'm loving seeing in our church um, people step into things like our life, um, our community outreach at the moment through our um, CAP stuff and also seeing our musicians like develop the giftings in them. Our school, we've got quite exciting developments with a potential new Renew School satellite in our district, which is exciting. Um, church plants, like stuff like that. You you know that some churches have potential different giftings on them than others. Mm. Um, like I love what the Salvation Army does in our community and in New Zealand. Like I don't think anyone can do it as well as them. They're amazing. But we all need to be churches that reach out like that. But some people have a certain call. But yeah. for the next five to ten years, what are your specific things you'd love to see? Um, more church plants. Wow. Um, Bible college established, really good, like mm. world class Bible college, um, and more, more being more effective in our community. The parable of the talents is really good. There's a couple of different um, versions of that in scriptures, but the master who represents God gives the servants talents, and he he expects them to invest them and to grow them. So I think as ministers and as churches, we need to be ready when God gives us opportunities. Understand that his heart is to expand the kingdom and he, use, and he does that through us. Um, and there was quite a prophetic, strong prophetic word um, over our church about increasing the place of our tents. And it's interesting when you when you grab a hold of that and say, God, you know, whatever is in your plans for our, our church, we're going to explore it. We're going to do it. If it's And so just be open to That's increase. Cool. It is going to mean more responsibility. It is going to mean more work. But, um, you know, we're here to see the kingdom grow and expand for the glory of God. Um, and just be a servant that says yes to God. I love to seeing people find what they're passionate about and gifted about and God using them in that. That always excites me. So seeing people walk in what God's called them to do. Funny childhood pranks. Oh, that's a good question, guys. I remember when my dad, when I was little, my dad used to come home from work <gasps> and usually he would just go straight to the pantry. Classic um, man right classic. there. <laughs> So I once, and our pantry was like a walk-in pantry. So one day I had an awesome idea. I'll hide in the pantry, and like he, for whatever reason, it felt like I was there forever, for forever. But anyway, finally he just got home, did a whole lot of stuff, then he went to the pantry, and I just scared him. And honestly, I thought my dad was going to die. He, he like almost blacked out. He was. It was just if it was on camera, it would be viral. Your dad um, had had heart attacks as he, a young well, man. He, he had no. Nah, that was before. Maybe I caused the did heart you? attack. That's not funny. No, that no. It was like ten years later that he had the heart attack. Okay. But um. Wow. But I thought never ever again will I scare my dad like that, and I never did. I think a lot of kids have hidden in places to scare their parents, though. Eh? Yeah. Pantries. We had um, a pantry like that. There was one. We had one a pantry when... that if you hid in it, you got locked until someone opened it. It was sort of scary. <laughs> Wouldn't be a good bad thing being locked in a pantry with all that food. <laughs> what? I, as Maybe. a teenager, I was house sitting my sister's flat. And Does your sister know the story? I don't even know if she she did, Shelley Drake. If she's watching. Um, and, yeah, Mare Park was was the road. So I was there in the middle of the night. I started hearing voices and people trying to break into the house. You were alone house, sitting in the house? In the middle of the night. That. I was terrified, just as a young, skinny teenager. White fella. And um, my mates um, tried to play a prank on me, and they dressed up like robbers. And... They dressed in. up like robbers. And they freaked me out. And I was thinking, why didn't I just ring the cops um, on them? So you didn't know it was them? No. You didn't know it was your friends? No, I was... You just saw robbers trying to break in? Yeah. What'd you do? I, I don't know what I did. Did you hide? I don't know what I can't remember. You can't... I think so I, wait, I, you're I, telling us the story and you don't know what happened. 
Well, I do, but it's embarrassing, so I don't want to sort of say. Oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, maybe that for another time. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. I was I, I ran out on the the porch with the rolling pin. Wait, I know the story. <laughs> because that wait, was the wait, only wait. thing I you could find. You grabbed a yes, rolling because pin. Because I knew they were just around the corner, and I tried to, but then I Whack ran around. Whack them with a rolling pin. And then I realised it was them. Why have you never told me this? You it's grabbed an, a rolling pin. It's embarrassing. Pin. And now the whole world knows. And there's now you're laughing be, at me. There's going to be memes of you with a rolling pin, like, watch out, boys. And they, they joked about me with a rolling pin for months after. Did they actually? Yes. <laughs> Someone was doing some baking. Next question. They were able to say my childhood pranks. I'm still laughing. While my wife is recovering herself, we did a martyrdom night. One night, and honestly, never ever do this now. But we lived in a different time. It was like twenty years ago. We were, we were doing a martyr night, teaching the young people about martyrs and the cost of self, uh, being a Christian and stuff. And I had this great idea. Um, when it came to to me giving the message, um, I had like a blood capsule in my mouth. I'd prepared one of our youth group leaders to dress up like a terrorist. And to run down the hallway it's and to so burst in right to now. the room and give me, like I said, you've got to punch me hard for real because we've got to make this authentic. And he did that. He ran it. My wife was... I, I was the screamer outside and before we ran like, out. I bit on the blood capsule and was blood in everywhere and everyone freaked out it's for a minute. It's so bad when you think about it right now. It's so People bad. actually thought you'd been hurt. Yeah, they obviously. The I poor mean, children traumatized going to youth group. They probably thought they were going to play some games. The altar call about... was good that night. <laughs> okay, my quick childhood pranks. My brother did a lot of pranks, and there were some boys in our neighborhood that we hung out with, and they were naughty. There was things like. Oh, wait a sec, just a, a little bit of explanation for that. I was talking about what would happen today if someone came in and you know, threatened our life as oh, Christians, because yeah, this is yeah, happening yeah, all yeah. over the world. Oh, that's um, what you were talking about. If you meet together, you're in danger of your life, and then that happens. Right. So that's the context. It's okay. just like, we don't do crazy stuff like you that. You can't dig yourself out of that hole. That's a yeah, bad Yeah, I'm just going to stop right there. Yeah. At least I didn't have a rolling pin. Well, we did... Um, I don't understand how we thought that was a good idea, said Shemaya. <laughs> I don't know why you thought that was a great idea for a youth group event. You did some crazy events, though, eh? You once took the kids to a graveyard at the end of a, like, treasure hunt night and talked about death. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gotta keep it real. Anyway, my childhood pranks are probably not as crazy as yours. We would do things like back in the day, you'd ring up the pizza company. You never paid before you got the pizza. So we'd ring up the pizza company and watch as they delivered the pizza to the neighbour down the road and then like turn them away and say, we didn't order pizza. That was the sort of pranks we did. But often we would do prank phone calls. I don't know if anyone else remembers prank phone calls, but we did prank phone calls a lot in... Um, they were, they were quite a lot of fun. Did you ever do prank phone calls to friends and stuff? Do you remember that? Before people had caller oh, ID? Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but we did heaps of cool stuff. Threw lemons at cars passing by. They actually sound quite bad, don't they? Yes. We'll stop there. Let's move on before we get arrested. Um, the topic for this morning is church. So something that is very close to our heart and absolutely close to Jesus' heart. And... Um, now, Jesus said when um, to his disciples, I am the light of the world. And it's interesting, a couple of chapters on from that, um, he said, you are the light of the world. So he basically gave the mandate and the mission to continue to, to continue to show Jesus' light to this world to us, to his church. So that's the, um, 
that's our, our mission as the church is to, to continue to shine the love of Jesus and to save this lost world. That that responsibility hasn't been given to any any other organization. It's the that's church. Cool. So I've always loved the church, um, passionate about the church. And so that's what he said. And then as we know, he, he died, rose again, then went to heaven. And um, this is what it says in Acts 2. This is just after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So uh, God gives the Holy Spirit to the church. And then Peter's preaching. 3,000 people get saved um, and baptized. In verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So that's it's in a window into the... Um, life of the early church, the the believers, the Christians of the day, they devoted themselves. Yeah, um, devotion is 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 passion. It, it's sacrifice. It's it's doing something that's going to cost you, um, and it's a big deal. And and as a result of that, there were signs and wonders happening everywhere. Um, verse forty six, they worshipped together at the temple each day. So they went to large gatherings, uh, like I guess our Sunday churches. They met in homes as well. Um, so they had small groups in people's homes. And they shared their meals with joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. Each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So this happened every day people were getting saved. And I've wow. always said, you know, we want our churches to grow. We want to see people impacted for Jesus. Um, and if we want to have the results of the early church, let's just simply do what the early church did. Yes. It could be that simple. And they really, they were just passionate for church, they devoted themselves to four things that we do at church. Prayer is one. Fellowship is a, is a huge one. Um, communion, which is all about keeping Jesus the focus of your life, is, is a big deal. Um, and we need that. Uh, we need to meet regularly for that. And the last one was teaching, to, to hear the word of God and to be taught in the ways of God. And unfortunately now, we are living in a day where it just seems like the more years we go on, the less devoted yeah. Christians are. So when we started as senior pastors almost 10 years ago now, um, the general statistic, well, in the Western world anyway, was that you can count on about a third of your of your committed attenders um, being, being away at any given time, holidays, being sick for whatever reason, so a third. In the last 10 years, so it hasn't been that long, now they're saying you can pretty much count on 50%, so one oh, half um, of the but committed we even, attenders. we don't even have the pressure of maybe losing our lives like some, like they did in the early church or getting yeah. persecuted for not turning up. So that's crazy. Um, and, you know, I've read articles re recently by people saying, well, you know, culture doesn't ask permission to change. So this is just the new norm. Get used to it. Go to online church. And I'm just saying, guys, I don't want to accept this as the new norm because we didn't see this, you know, the early church. They devoted themselves. They were, as Christy said, uh, a lot of times at risk of persecution, but they saw re uh, regularly meeting together as a, a huge yeah. thing. The church was such um, an important thing, church community. And yeah, we can we can sort of say, yeah, I'm on online church now. And um, Sometimes you need online. Online's awesome when you can't make it. For, it is, yeah, yeah if, if you're sick, if you're just learning what church is. Um, but really, guys, and I said this on Sunday, and it's probably a good thing. But the live stream wasn't the working, stream wasn't so the working. live stream you know, watchers didn't know. Honestly, sitting in your pajamas <laughs> on a Sunday morning with your phone and eating Doritos, that's really that's not, not going to church. <laughs> <laughs> that's not being a part um, of the church. And the thing is, 
if we are like that, and if you're only a sporadic attender, um, people are missing out because there's a thing, we're called the body of Christ as the church, yeah, um, and we so are meant good. to minister to one another. So it's not just me preaching on a Sunday, it's the person in the car park, it's the person yeah. saying hello to the visitor, it's the person serving coffee, it's the person praying for someone um, on the ministry team. It's body ministry. Um, you are having a huge life-changing totally. impact. And honestly, a lot of the times I hear stories um, of, of how God has impacted someone. And it wasn't my preaching. It wasn't yeah. really the worship. It was because someone else had talked to someone else yeah, before or after the service. So, totally. guys, please, let's not settle for the new norm is like only you know coming to church once a month. Let's, let's be regular, committed. Don't keep the bar low, guys. And let's believe that God is going to start multiplying the church daily, like yeah. he did um, in the early church when the new believers were devoted to him. Can I just say something here as a parent and as a mum? I grew up with a mum that got saved uh, about three or so years into her marriage. So she would take me and my brother to church. And um, she drove a good 40 minutes every Sunday to go to church, which I think, whoa, why did you do that? She was so committed. And um, But honestly, it, it did something in my life. I would sit in church. Sometimes I wouldn't even stand during the worship. But honestly, God impacted me through going to church as a kid. And it makes me so sad these days to see parents that love God, but they just don't make church a priority in their lives. They can't find a church that they like or they're too busy or want to hang out with their family. Honestly, guys, give it a few generations and you'll have kids that don't even see the importance of church. One generation. One generation. So even if you can't find a church that you like or you don't feel like going, do it for the next generation. Find a church that your kids love. Find a church with a good youth ministry or kids ministry. Any church in any city and just make it a priority for them. Sacrifice. Like, honestly, what's getting up a bit early one time a week for an hour or so? Make the sacrifice and change the generations to come. It makes me so sad to um, see people so self-focused that they don't even think about others. And that's just thinking about your family. That's not thinking about the impact and gifts God's put in you to influence others. So, yeah, a bit of a, a little bit of a parent rant, but it breaks my heart to see young people that are missing out on growing up and hearing the gospel and using their gifts and talents to bless others just because... Us as parents get really wishy-washy and lazy and want to stay and watch Netflix and sleep in. And I mean, honestly, we've got so much that we can do and we've just got no excuses really, yeah. have we? So I want to honour my parents um, who raised us as siblings to, um, to understand that church is important and it's, it's what you do as a community of believers. And my mum, she did it alone and um, it was amazing. Like, so thankful. I would never have experienced knowing what it was to go to church or have a faith if it wasn't for my mum, making that massive sacrifice every week, all by herself, and um, so thankful, so yeah. Yeah, I heard a quote once, and it's pretty hard-hitting, but I think it's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, when you show your kids by your actions that church is optional, don't be surprised when they show you by their actions that Jesus is optional. Oh, did it mean to have a, have a serious talk, but it's good. It is it's good. It's so good. Preach it, Simon. If I had a rolling pin here, I would be like holding it up. We are almost out of time. Um, Coming up, um, we've got the, I was going to say, what is it called? The party. Um, Oh, tonight. Yes, young people in Whangarei um, at Renew Church. The party is on tonight and it's youth group, but it's a whole other level with worship and Christmas decorations and fun. And um, the party is amazing. Yeah, we've got our business breakfast happening tomorrow at 7am with the incredible Chelsea Cullen. Um, She is just 
just ripping up absolutely on the um, interwebs yeah. with her online business. She's got incredible wisdom. Um, That's 7am at Renew Church and bring 10 bucks and breakfast. But if you are, live in Whangarei and you are interested, you don't even have to be a Christian or belong to our church, but if you are wanting to know how to do online businesses or social media well, honestly, she's the lady. She is... Her business is so successful and she's sharing some of her tips and tricks. So highly recommend that tomorrow at 7 a.m. at Renew yeah. Church. Um, 9 and 11 a.m. on Sunday, Renew Church. Yes. You're more than welcome to come along to that. And if you find it hard to get parking at the 9 a.m. because it was full, come to the 11. Come to the 11. And um, lastly, combined prayer meeting happening in Whangarei yes. at Elim at 6.30 p.m. They've got a combined worship a team A massive end well. of year one, all the churches gathering. And there's people from every church on the worship team, like Renew Church people, Bethel, all the different churches there. Yep. So come along to that 6.30 at Elim Sunday yep. night. And we're going to be, our 10th episode is going to be a couple of weeks away. Yes. And we're going to have some guests, uh, special guests, which are yes. our kids. They're going to be talking about their favorite Christmas traditions. And we would love you to start sending your one into us let us know things you want us to talk about or questions about Christmas or whatever that'd be awesome it's gonna be fun love you guys thank you so much for tuning in Um, I just had a vision of you with a Christmas episode with an apron and a rolling pin who wants to see Simon with a rolling pin (laughs) god bless you guys have an amazing (laughs) have an amazing week see See you guys (laughs) 